Hey there, everybody. This is Camera Obscura. My name is Andrew, and with me today I have my co-host. Hey, guys. I'm Charlie. And we're going to talk about a movie today called I, Daniel Blake uh, from British director Ken Loach. It came out in 2016. Um, I know personally this is a, a favorite of mine. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say about it before we get into the discussion? Yeah, so this wasn't my first Ken Loach film, uh, but it wa- it's like my second film, and I think probably his most well-known film, potentially. Um, yeah. He, Loke is kind of an interesting character, because I want to say he's... I know he's won the uh, Palme d'Or twice, mm-hmm. um, which is like a relatively small group of people. Um but I, yeah, he's won it twice. Okay, I know that there's one person who's won it three times, but I didn't know if if that was him for uh, one of his other movies. But no, it's for uh, "When That Shakes the Barley," and then this film, which is uh, also uh, an award winner. Yeah, um, I was uh, I was kind of reading about it, and this is by far his most like box office success. Um, yeah, which I think is interesting. I don't Definitely. know if you saw the movie that he made um, or have even like read about the movie that he made immediately after this. I know. Which is uh, about Amazon drivers. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of that film. Um, it's, it's like, um, sorry, we missed you from 2019. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look into that. It's a, uh, I, I keep meaning to watch it just cause the idea of um, like a movie about, driving for amazon sounds kind of funny to me but i'm yeah. sure it's like very serious because it was also nominated for the palm d'or definitely yeah this is my uh first ken loach film um and i definitely want to see more here soon it's just kind of like carving out the time but uh after watching it it was like kind of insane how impactful it is yeah it was- yeah I think that's a, that's something that, that many people have brought up about the movie is like, it's, and I think that that's one of the, the, the reasons why it won the Palme d'Or was the sort of wider impact of the film and the implications of the film, um, which I think make it so incredibly powerful and at times so incredibly hard to watch. Oh, definitely. It was like when I first, well, when I first watched it, I like afterwards it just immediately I was like this is one of the best movies I've ever seen um (laughs) and it's really interesting how successful this film was in the box office it you know it wasn't like a you know it didn't make a ton of money but it did pretty well comparatively to like the budget but uh it's surprising because this is a film that only kind of follows uh a a man in his late 50s um who just who just recently have had a heart attack um, and is trying to grapple and understand the benefit system in the United Kingdom. Uh, He's lost his job and is being, he's waiting to be cleared by his physician so that he can go back to work. Uh, And until then he's, you know, applying for benefits, uh, workers allowances, things like that. And it just kind of shows how the system in practice isn't what we think it is in its um, kind of on paper. 
um, he doesn't, he's not able to get uh, people who will really listen to his issue. Uh, it's just sort of like, if you have a problem, you need to make this phone call or go online. But if you watch the movie, you can kind of understand why this is an issue for him. Um, and it's just really sad. Uh, yeah, I, I think time. the film pulls a lot from like classic, uh, like the, the whole situation as a whole is very Kafka-esque. It's like about the um, like internal struggles of bureaucracy and the the, problem, the problematic nature of creating social systems that don't actually right. benefit the people that they're meant to benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not saying that like people who who engage in that system are like grifting the system or anything like that, but rather that the system has been built a layer upon layer to be inherently obtrusive and, and sort of immobile and uh, incapable of like uh, uh, genuine human care, which I think is so interesting because it, it, I think, I think that this, I think that this movie pulls a lot from the the writings of Kafka and the writings of Brecht, where it's about these these sort of massive political systems that that sort of just eat people alive, and then just sort of spit and churn them out without much care about who they are or what they've been through. And right. uh, I think that it's a really interesting criticism of uh, sort of the 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 British government. But to to a larger extent, the sort of um, uh, socialism, uh, not socialism, because it's not really like inherently a socialist state, but like, uh, you know, neutered capitalism, this this idea of of like marginal improvements workers allowances stuff like that it's like a direct criticism of that and sort of the inherent inhumanity that exists inside these systems um and i think that i think i've seen the movie called bleak a lot and i I think that that's kind of unfair to loke and the direction that he took because i didn't find this movie to be in i didn't find it to be like purposefully bleak uh, and I don't no. know if you agree with that. I mean, it. I wouldn't say it was like a purpose or, you know, he made it a purpose to make it harsh or bleak. But I think just with the inherent nature and like the discussion that it's trying to have shows like how bleak that system is. Um, because like, I think most people would agree that like, having a at least some sort of like welfare system is beneficial to people who need it um obviously that's there are people that would disagree but um it just kind of shows that the system isn't set up in a way to really help people uh some of the other characters in the film talk to daniel and tell him you know like be careful these people you know, it's it. They're meant to help you, but it's set up in a way to where they want you to give up. They don't want you to like pursue trying to receive this help because it costs money for them, and they would just rather not deal with the time that it takes. 
Uh, and that's really evident when you see him go to like the social service office when he's in there and trying to explain that, like, you know, he can't apply for work to receive his benefits because he's not cleared to go back to work. But the only way that he can receive the benefit is if he's looking for jobs. So he has to go around and, you know, hand out a resume to places that he could potentially work at, um, but really can't. And it's sort of like, it's emotional for him because he feels bad knowing that these people, you know, think that they're he's giving them the runaround look at him and potentially see someone who's employable because that's the thing yeah daniel to an extent i think that it's important when you when you discuss this movie to talk really about the idea of daniel as a character played by dave johns who is a stand-up who who does uh it's this is his first movie i i think i think you also uh that this was not something that either you or i realized at the first time of watching this because he absolutely, completely and totally knocks it out of the park. Um, he's fantastic. It's yeah, really, he's, it's really he's, crazy. He's incredible. Um, I I'm I'm interested to see some of his other movies, but I've heard that they're mostly just like sort of uh, run of the mill comedies and mm-hmm. some lighter fare stuff, which is a shame because I think that he's a really really talented actor. Yeah. Uh, not to say that. I think that those movies are bad, but just that I haven't seen them. And uh, while I am interested in seeing them, I also don't know. Uh, I've never seen his stand-up, so I don't know how funny he is. Yeah. Um, but well, I, you can t- go ahead. Oh, but I, I think that that um, I think that it's important when you discuss because this whole film is centered around this character. Right. And I think that that it's important to remember that Daniel is not necessarily like a grifter. He's very much just like an old school like guy he's yeah. he's like very classically like I I, I I i said in my review of this movie that that he is one of the only times i have ever seen a character like my father on mm-hmm. screen and so this movie was incredibly incredibly emotional to me because of that personal connection right. um it's 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 very very hard to see a character like daniel struggle with things that i i have personally seen my father struggle with Right. And to, to, to know that there are people out there that are, you know, very, very similar um, to this character and very, very, like, human. It's like a very human character, which I think is, I think is one of the hardest sort of types of character to write. Um, because it, it's incredible. It's, like, truly yeah. an incredible movie. Yeah. Um, going back to, like, the, like, this being his first film... Um, it was really surprising to me when you pointed that out. And on the second watch, it was like, man, it feels like this dude has been doing this forever. Yeah, he um, feels like an he feels like one of those actors that's like one of those guys that just he you know, it was like doing stage stuff and then someone mm-hmm. saw him and pulled him off the stage and then he was like, Well, I guess I can do a movie and like yeah. destroyed the movie, uh, you know, in terms of like his acting talent and his ability. Uh, but instead he's just a guy who does stand up. Yeah. And I think it's mostly just because, like, you know, he doesn't show, like, huge range of emotion throughout the film. It's mostly just that he feels so real. Like, he feels like someone that you know. Yeah, um, I, think that, I think that not, I think, uh, you know, and, and I know that a lot of people will hear you say that he doesn't show huge range of emotion and sort of uh, tune out. 
But I think that that's one of the things that that goes to contribute to his humanity and goes to contribute right. to his sort of normalcy is like uh, you don't really expect guys like your dad or your, you know, your uncle to to sort of like have uh, a breakdown and, and cry. So you wouldn't really mm-hmm. expect that of this character. You know, there he's again, we return to what I said earlier. He's like an old school guy. So like mm-hmm. pretty much the only the only, you know, the only expressions you're going to get from him are like rage um mm-hmm. and and sort of uh, frustration frustration um which this movie does an excellent job at sort of getting you frustrated oh yeah it's easily one of the most frustrating movies i've ever seen it's and, it, it reminded me a lot of brazil if you i don't know if you've seen that not yet yeah it's uh on the list. <laughs> it's brazil brazil does an excellent job at selling the idea of bureaucracy mm-hmm. and while bureauc the brazil's bureaucracy is funny because of how completely um out of context stripped of its humanity it is this is mm-hmm. to an extent a very similar situation yet is so incredibly incredibly heartbreaking and problematic um, and yet is just supposed to be a, a depiction of a real system. Yeah. And I think like what makes this, like what makes it work so well is that, you know, you listen to what he has to say and then you listen to the response of the social worker and it's like, did you not hear any of the things that he just told you? And I mean, that may have been like, purposefully making the social worker like more obtuse but at the same time you know that these things happen just because of the fact of like all the hoops that he has to jump through um proves that you know this isn't like an exaggeration um yeah it's i definitely don't feel like it's it's i mean like it is a film it is a constructed reality so it is something that to an extent is shaped by the will of people so Mm -hmm. i think you know to an extent some could argue that Loke uh takes a little bit of um sort of identitarian freedom and and Mm -hmm. and sort of makes some characters a little bit more obtuse and makes some some things a little bit more difficult than they may actually seem but i think that even if it's representative in you know a 50 percent aspect of the way that the system works uh, it's still a discussion on how problematic the nature of the system is. Right. Um, it's just like, oh, it's so good. Like the movie is, it does so many things well, but it is really interesting to see like the a critique from this perspective. Because normally like a critique of a welfare system comes from the right. Uh, yeah. And kind yeah. of points out like, oh, you know, people are taking advantage of it. Um, you know, they don't, they don't actually want to work. They just want to receive these benefits. And these are things that Daniel deals with in the film. Uh, he's accused of just being lazy and wanting to take advantage of the system, but really it's that the system isn't designed to work with the individuals who need it. Um, Yeah. It's, it's very, it's the, the system isn't like the criticism of the system is that it is uh, needlessly obtuse, that it is at times problematic and that it doesn't care for the individual. Right. Um, Rather that rather than the actions of the individual being problematic, it's, Mm -hmm. it's more, 
it, it's not a criticism of the creation or the existence of social of social welfare systems, but rather a, a criticism of the institution of those social welfare systems, right. which I think is interesting. And I think that is it is it is something that that doesn't often get discussed because, you know, for example, here in America, we're like still fighting to, you know, still fighting budget cuts and still fighting yeah. these 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 systems that seek to devalue and dissuade people from uh, using those systems that are available to them mm -hmm. and, and sort of stripping away those systems from people that need them the most. Um, yet here we have uh, a criticism of those systems from someone who has lived under those systems and has been a part of those systems um, like Locas, because, right. you know, the British welfare system has been around now. Uh, I mean, it received cuts under Thatcher um, so it's been around quite a while. It's yeah. not it's not a relatively new thing. And I think that that's what makes it interesting is that it is not necessarily about uh, it's not Loke saying that he wants the system to go away in regards to the actions of people, but rather Loke criticizing the system for being uh, incapable and immobile of yeah. caring for people, which I think is is sort of what Loke does the best when it comes to his films which is just like his his sort of like deep deep humanesque stories right um and that's kind of like exemplified in this one scene where he's at the office trying to do the online paperwork uh to receive like an appeal for his benefits and one of the clerks is helping him fill out the paperwork because he's completely computer illiterate uh, yeah he's yeah. never used a computer before and um, you see her, uh, the clerk's boss come in, pull her aside and say, you can't do this. You can't help him. He has to do it himself. And it just sort of shows like the contempt that the system has for the people that rely on the system. Um, you know, he, you know, he's a tradesman. He's never worked in an office before. I don't even know if he, he doesn't even own a computer in the film. And so he just needs like a little direction. And instead of giving it to him, they're just sort of like, you need to figure it out. And if you have a problem, you need to make a phone call. But that doesn't really help his situation because if you've ever tried to give help to somebody over the phone on their computer, it's nearly impossible because you need to be able to see what they're looking at um, to yeah, really help I also, them. I also think just the, the inclusion in the discussion of Blake as a character is, is so interesting because he is so representative of this old school, this old school mentality. And this this, you know, he's your dad and he's your uncle. Um, he's your stepfather. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think that that's, that's one of the things I, I really connected with this character. And I've said before that he feels like my father on film because he is a, he is a carpenter because he is a tradesman. Um, and, and I, I, I grew up around that and I watched my dad build things with his own two hands. And it's, it's insane to me, the talent and the skill and the effort that goes into the manufacturing of some of like like joinery like carpentry in regards to mm -hmm. like cabinet building or right. or or uh bookshelf building is like one of the most impressive things ever like if you've ever seen like certain like like 
some of the like the the um like the machined joints that mm-hmm. fit together so that it looks like that there's the the two pieces of wood are joined in a flush way so like there's mm-hmm. nothing popping out like the the effort and the skill that goes into some of that is so incredibly impressive and something that takes decades to learn how to do correctly um along with just the sheer talent that's necessary for that yet if you set my father down in front of a computer he couldn't do anything but if you if if the situations were reversed yeah i know how to work on a computer but um i i couldn't i couldn't do one millionth of the things that he does (laughs) Yeah. And it's insane to me, and and that's the thing that that I think is I think is so. I think is so like interesting about Loke. Loke is an older director, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like this film is not just a commentary on. I think to an extent, it, it it kind of pulls out and it talks about the devaluation of of labor in regards to, right. what we perceive to be as like old. Um, like it feels like the like Blake's character feels largely forgotten in regards to just his humanity because he is an older guy because his skills are no longer perceived. You know, we live in a, we live in a a decade of, or we live in now a a modern, a a modernity of, of things like flat pack furniture from Ikea. Mm -hmm. We don't perceive of these, these things that take so much time and so much effort yet will last decades or not yeah. even decades, but 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 uh, you know, or I I have I have pieces in my house that were made in a similar way that we got from my grandparents. So these yeah. are, these are things that last. You know, there there's effort put into them. There's humanity put into them, and I think mm-hmm. that that's so incredible. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's definitely like it gives you a different perspective, sort of, on how the individual and like the laborers perceived but uh, i kind of want to get into like more of like the specifics of the film so uh, yeah so, uh, yeah so be like the spoiler warning yeah so if we're gonna launch into spoilers i think we should do like we did last time where we just obviously say i think both of us recommend this film i recommended it to you 100 uh, percent. yeah yes it's, yeah i recommended this film to to norton uh i had uh, previously seen it because I, I like Loke, and uh, I was doing a thing where I was watching a bunch of the um, previous um, Palme d'Or winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recommend this, and I also recommend Wind That Shakes the Barley, also from Loke. Uh, it stars Cillian Murphy. Um, it's Loke's war movie. Um, yeah. It doesn't get enough press. It's great. It's really, Yeah, really that's great. one that I... I've like looked into and I'm, I'm going to watch it here soon, but like of all of the, all of his films, other than this one, this is the one that that's the one that kind of interests me the most. Yeah. When that shakes uh, the barley and, and Kess are his other mm -hmm. two big films. And then he's, he's done stuff like riff raff and um, sorry, we missed you and and other things Mm -hmm. like that. So I I think just generally Loke is a voice that has a lot of interesting things to say. So I, I really, if, if this, if just from hearing us talk about this to begin with, I, uh, interests you, I definitely recommend going out and seeking his films. 
100%. Um, I know it's available for like rent for like $3 on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it used and that's to... really the only way you can get it unless you buy a physical copy or like torrent it. But... Yeah, it's it's available for free through Amazon Prime if you have IFC Unlimited. Uh, I right. know that it the I originally watched it on Netflix, but mm-hmm. I think it's subsequently been taken yeah. yeah, the way I was able to see it was I had to rent it, but it was cheap, and for me, it was totally worth it. Um, you know, I'm, I don't think this is a film for everybody, but if you're interested at all in the film or sort of the themes regarding um, social welfare and like critiquing the system, but in a more genuine way, um, this is a film that I. 100% recommend it's easily probably a top 10 film for me like ever um I know you've seen way more movies than I have but this one uh really, it's it's really it's, it's, it's Loke is in my top 10 directors um just because I like him as a person and I like his message mm-hmm. a lot uh I Daniel I Daniel Blake is probably in my top 20 movies of all time yeah, it's. Uh, I it's think really it, I think I think it's a genuinely one of the most interesting and didactic <clears throat> and really really human films, and it has like an incredibly strong moral message, mm-hmm. which uh, is something that I typically am not like a super big fan of. I don't really want to walk into a movie and feel like it's having like I hate I, you know I, I I don't want to sound like one of those people who's like I hate politics in movies because that's yeah. that couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, I genuinely like movies that discuss politics and are really, really aware of what they're talking about. Um, but I think Loke sort of knocks it out of the park with this one in regards to just being an incredibly, incredibly moving story, um, while also being, uh, genuinely human and genuinely heartfelt without feeling like it needs to, um, without feeling like it needs to sort of, uh, uh, curve its message to do so right and it's not like preachy or anything it's very no, it, like it's really not it just sort of like it, lets you experience everything along with the character yeah i think that that's i think that that's what what sort of sells the movie well is that it's not like again it's not like trying to sell you on the idea of the system being broken so much as it is just showing you yeah the system is broken um right which i think is I think is much harder to do. It's much harder to create like a false system that, that sells things um, and much, much easier to just sort of show things in plain. Right. Um, But along with following Daniel Blake, you also meet a young woman named Katie who has two children, uh, Dylan and Daisy. And Daniel basically helps them sort of work through the system as well like they go through it together um you know she's a single mother from london who you know got kicked out of her flat and had to move um i can't remember the name of the city that they're in but had to move and is trying to you know like restart her life basically um and you get to see this these two like daniel and this family interact um and it gives you like a really great perspective into who Daniel is as a person. Uh, when you think of like a tradesman or, you know, someone who works, you know, in, in labor, um, you know, they're usually 
hard or mean um, or aggressive. And like, that's how they're presented. But Daniel is, you know, obviously he's an older man. Uh, He doesn't really have patience. He's a little, um, he'll make, he makes fun of you. uh, But you can tell that he genuinely cares about the people in his life. Uh, like with his neighbors. Oh, I love, um, I see. I think that that's like one of the most wonderful things about this movie is right. the inclusion of his neighbors. Like it, 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 Daniel is not like Daniel is a vehicle. Like, I think that that's like one of the most important things to remember about this film. Daniel is a vehicle to show the system, but he's mm-hmm. also like a, a very, very present character and a very, very human character. And I think that the inclusion of his neighbors proved to be like a really, really interesting counterpoint to a lot of the arguments that get made about figures like Daniel, which are that mm-hmm. they're they're sort of stuck in the past, that they're figures yeah. of like classic, like, you know, I, I love my father, but at times he can say some problematic shit. Yeah. And I, was, I was always waiting for the shoe to drop with Daniel where, you know, he says some racist shit or he says some problematic shit. And that's the thing. It's like, just like your father, like he, you know, he does say some problematic shit. He does say some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that the inclusion of his neighbor who, who is an African-American or God, not an African-American man, cause he's British, uh, but an yeah. African, like a, an Afro British man or, and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, he's, he's good friends with a, a character from, from China, um, mm-hmm. which I think is, is like genuinely provides some of the greatest banter in the movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's really he's a really really human character because he like Mm -hmm. it's i I, like my fucking dad talks to my neighbors all the time Mm -hmm. because that's just who's around he just like yeah and and you know it's like and it's like kind of like harassing interaction she's like oh like so when are you gonna stop doing this when are you gonna throw the trash that you're setting out on the stoop away like yeah the kind of shit that you're like go away old man and yeah but it's like it's so you know, like good hearted. It's not mean as like you would see an older man presented in a film. Yeah. He, um, he's like crotchety, but in like a, in like a very human way. Like he's not yeah. like, he's not this, 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 uh, I don't want to say like, he's not like a boo Radley esque figure where you expect him to sort he's like a, you know, a constant threat in the minds of the people around him. He, he very much exists sort of, um, as like a, a figure of sort of, uh, I don't want to say joy, but like a, a, a he he's definitely not uh, um, a, a, a malevolent character or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no. He's, uh, and something that's really interesting about him is the movie doesn't, like, you never know what he believes politically, um, which I think is powerful in like, in this critique, because it's just sort of like, it doesn't matter how you feel about the system as like, as it exists, um, whether or not it should or shouldn't, but it's just more of like, can you make it work for somebody? Um, and it's just really interesting in that way. Um, um, and he's old labor. Um, so he's, he definitely is like, he doesn't want to use the system. That's obvious. Um, no, no. But it, he I, also understands that, like, it's really his only avenue at the moment, and he just wants it to work. Yeah, he, he that that's the thing is, like, I think he represents, like, such a, that's why I constantly go back to the idea of him being your dad, is like, it, 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 or like a father figure, I should mm-hmm. say, 
it is he he's not like a politically charged character he's not someone who's like i'm you know seeking a way to uh game the system or or even you know dismantle the system or or going in under the guise of criticizing the system he's very much just like this this sort of figure that has unfortunately been thrust into a system that he's completely incapable of dealing with not because of his own faults but rather because of the way that the system is structured and its lack of care for the people that enter the system Mm -hmm. um and i think in that way blake's character is incredibly sympathetic but also incredibly incredibly human um because he is he is a character who is so you know he's he he's he's old labor you've said you've said that um but he is a, a character that that uh, and th- those guys you know going back to my father they just want things to work they just right. they don't want they don't want <laughs> to ever have I, I know my dad uh, has felt like shit the couple times that he's ever had to go on workers benefits or anything like that Mm-hmm. Just because the the nature of how those those people were raised and how how older men were raised in regards to just like the idea of their own labor, especially mm-hmm. in regards to carpentry, like they're the, those guys are some of like the fucking hardest working people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about like you want to talk about like we'll do anything before they'll start taking benefits. Like it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, so then to have, so then, you know, to eventually realize in yourself, so for Daniel to eventually realize in himself, oh, not only do I have to take benefits because I'm, you know, I had a heart attack. He's 59 in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not only do I have to take benefits, but I have to take benefits from a system that doesn't want to give me benefits when I need them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a really, really tough movie. Yeah, but um, his interactions with Katie and her children are really interesting to me because it it really humanizes him um, and you get a perspective of who he is because he doesn't have children. Uh, He's a widow. His wife died of cancer. Um, So it's really like just him and the few interactions with his neighbors. Uh, But when these characters are introduced, um, you really see like the kind of person he is. Um, you know, she moves into a flat that, you know, needs a lot of work. So he's over at her house. Yeah. She moves into fixing it. She moves into council housing, which is like the equivalent of, which is the reason she ends up coming here is, uh, coming to the city. I can't remember. Just like you said, I I also can't remember the city that this takes place in. Um, but she ends up moving to the same city that Daniel lives because the council housing that she was previously in. Uh, for for Americans, council housing is essentially like uh, government subsidized and provided housing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it uh, you know it's a it's uh, some of the some of the the spaces are a little bit rougher. Typically, it's multiple people to a room. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lack of care for the the the, um, the uh, upkeep and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so she befriends, befriends Blake and he ends up through, through his skill, um, helping her repair some of the stuff and, and build some of the stuff for her kids. Yeah. And you know, like not just that, but while she's off trying to find work, you know, he's at the, uh, 
at the house, sort of entertaining the kids, um, you know, showing them like tricks uh, on like how to like keep the room warm or um, building things for them. And it's, it's really great seeing him interact with the kids and the kids are good in this movie too. I yeah. Felt. The child actors are really impressive. I, I, I have to give major credit to, uh, uh, to them and I guess to Loke's direction because they're, they're, I think, I think the, uh, the, the young girl, it was her first movie. And I think mm-hmm. the young boy, was also might've been his first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. His first yeah. Movie. And it's nice when you can see kids in movies who, you know, it, it doesn't feel like a joke, but regardless, um, it's just really interesting him interact with them. And um, throughout the film, he's going to the job center, trying to figure out how to get these benefits. Um, He, you know, he's, you know, he's applying online, um, getting denied, having to appeal, uh, and it kind of leads to the climax of the film where he's in the office and he's being told that you haven't done enough. You can't qualify for the benefits that you need. We're going to have to sanction you, uh, which basically means he's put on a three week hold of receiving any benefits while they review his case and decide if he's worth keeping on the program. Um, and, it, and it's at that point where he gets up, walks outside um, and spray paints on the wall outside of the John Center, um, you know, like, I, Daniel I Blake, will be here. Before I starve and change the hold music on the phones. Right. <laughs> which um, is where I, Daniel Blake comes from, which right. uh, which is, I think, one of the most um, human representations of modern insurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think that, I think that that is something that I could see my father doing (laughs) (laughs) uh something i have thought about doing it's just the 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 incredible incredible anger the seething rage that that this character is able that that dave johns is able to build up over time as he as he sort of engages with this this very kafka-esque system um only to then be told that he's not doing enough uh and and to have it sort of all dumped into his lap uh, and be told that he could potentially end up starving is, uh, is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. They tell him, you know, like you can go through the appeal process, but there's no, you know, time minimum. Um, He could be waiting months for his appeal. And, you know, now that he's going to be sanctioned, he's like, I'm going to die. So, it's really interesting as opposed to just having him like lash out, you know, yell or like be like aggressive. He just goes outside and like spray paints and just sort of shows the whole world um, just how like broken the system is. And as he's doing it, you know, passerby are like stopping and like kind of cheering him on. Yeah. He becomes like like this sort of like folk hero. Right. To an extent. And I think that yeah. I think that we should also mention this sort of the, there's this building um, sort of tension in the film as you watch as Daniel's apartment uh, sort of becomes more and more bare um, right. as he's as as sort of he's uh, 
you know, he's I, running out of money. Yeah, so he has to he's sort of selling stuff off to keep himself alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so and there's this. There's a that, moment. Oh, go on, sorry. I was going to say there's a moment where he gets a bill, and you know, like they're cutting his power off. So there's like a scene where the daughter of Katie comes over to like find him, and you know, all the lights are off. There's nothing in the house, and it's just like him kind of walking around with like a blanket over him because he's cold. Um, and it's just really, it's just really sad, um, in like a non-manipulative way. It's just sort of you, you feel bad for the situation he's in. Yeah, yeah, it, it it's definitely. I, I, I would say that there is one or two little parts in this movie that I feel like are a little bit emotionally manipulative and a little bit, um, um, sort of a. Uh, I don't want to. No, I, I maybe I don't want to say that, but uh, it, it's mostly to do with Katie's character and sort of her right. overarching arc uh, that I find a little bit like I'm like, eh, did they really have to do that? Um, but uh, are you talking about like the the food bank scene? No, no, no. I'm talking about when she becomes a prostitute, right? It, yeah. uh, but I, but I also know that there are definitely women out there who enter sex work as a means of keeping themselves alive. So I can't like mm-hmm. say like, Oh man, that's unrealistic. Um, yeah. that would be like incredibly dismissive and problematic of me, but it, it, it just feels like a little bit, uh, <clears throat> like it feels like a little bit like, uh, they sort of, it feels a little phoned in if that makes sense. But I, yeah, also, I, can see that. I also get sort of the, that, that it, it feels like a natural sort of, um, yeah. Process for her. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, as you follow her character as well, you see, you know, she doesn't, I, I guess like she's young. Uh, yeah, she's, she's trying to go back to school. 20s. She's like late yeah. mid twenties. Yeah. She, um, her, you know, she's trying to market herself as like a, like a cleaning service. Uh, you know, she's going around to shops asking if there's anything like any kind of position she can fill. Uh, she's applying to be like, um, like a house cleaner for her neighbors and stuff like that. Um, and she just like, can't get anything. Yeah. I think, I think that's what really, I think that that's what goes a long way in this film is the idea of, of wanting to work, which is, I think so, which is like really sort of nips the bud in a lot of, uh, in regards to a lot of arguments that can be made against this film where it's like, Oh, these people are, you know, this is a, a film about, uh, the problematic nature of the of you know the uh, of a system uh, mm-hmm. that that can just be remedied by wanting to work. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yet Katie wants to work. Katie's physically capable of working, just as you know uh, as uh, Daniel hopes to be. Yet they are both incapable of working because of because you know we're 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 rapidly modernizing. We're becoming mm-hmm. you know. Okay, so so we don't need people to sweep anymore because there are Roombas. So right. then, what what do, you know? I think I think Loke eventually reaches the point where he he argues, you know, okay, so if a person's incapable of working, do they not do they not get to live anymore? Like, do people right. not like do people not get to eat if they if they don't yeah. work? And and, what, and that's like a real question, um, you know, in this recent uh presidential race you we had a candidate and yu yang who ran ubi and 
you know, like I have my issues with UBI, like as a system. Um, but it, he raised a lot of points of, you know, we're kind of approaching a point in, uh, in society where our economy will not be able to support every single person that's in it. Um, and we have to decide if we're just going to say you need to find a way to become a part of the economy or realize that not everyone is going to be able to work and work to prevent those people from just like essentially starving to death. Um, and it's really, uh, it, it really parallels in two scenes where you have Katie at the job center being kicked out because she's getting, you know, um, argumentative with some of the people that work there. And then Daniel taking her to a food bank and just the bureaucratic approach and the community approach to poverty um, is really like staggering, I guess is the word I would yeah, use. It's, it's incredibly different. It, it, yeah. I mean, like even, but, but that I also think that the, the, I think that, uh, I think that Loke also does a really good job of pointing out the problems in both systems, which is not right. like, obviously she has a much, much better time with, the communal system in regards to a community run charity. Um, and I think that, I think that that goes to show that, that, um, Loke is interested in not just discussing, you know, it's not, it's not just an attack on, it's not Loke just like being like, I hate this system. Mm -hmm. Let's make a whole movie about how the system is bad. It, it's right. really a discussion on like how do people emancipate themselves from poverty mm-hmm. in 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 modern Britain? Well, well, you can't. You kind of can't. Uh, even even you you know, there's a huge fucking line at the at the at the right. at the the um the food bank the food bank, and you know, Katie's able to get in, but what happens when they run out of food? Right. And that's really, it's really interesting because like you see the line and you're like, oh, well, this is obviously a critique of like the system. People are here because they can't get the benefits they need to go buy food at a store. But it's also like, you're like, well, you go inside and you see, well, they have like quite a bit of food, but what happens when they run out? Um, Like you said, and it's really like concerning, but specifically like that scene um, where, you know, Katie has like kind of a breakdown at the job center. She gets upset. She's yelling. Um, but when she's in the food bank, you know, she hasn't eaten for a few days. Uh, all the food's been going to her kids and she breaks and sh- she takes a can of food that she's given and just immediately starts eating out of it. Yeah. Um, and she has a breakdown because she's so hungry and so tired and, um, just like kind of the reaction of the people that work at the food bank who come to her, you know, they sit her down, they try to clean her up. You know, they say, it's okay. We understand like what you did isn't wrong as opposed to being kicked out because you made a scene at the job center. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it's just, I don't know that, especially on my second viewing, seeing that like really like was made evident and it like it hit me pretty hard. Um, just sort of like how a lot of the people in this situation, you know, they just want help. Yeah. And 
the system is made purposefully to be dense and obtuse to prevent people who need help from getting it because it takes, like I said before, it takes too much time uh, or too much effort to get them that help. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's like, uh, it's designed to weed people out Mm -hmm. because it's like, are you just going to, that like the only way you can essentially get a, uh, essentially get help in the system Loke seems to imply is through being uh, difficult Mm -hmm. um and so you end up with with these characters that are two uh thorns in the side of the uh, of the the job center um Mm -hmm. you know so much so that 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 I, i think in the last scene that that Blake comes in and he's intercepted by people being like, Oh, like, Oh, Mr. Blake, you're here. Um, which I think is so funny. Right. Cause, yeah. Cause they know who he is. Yeah. Cause <laughs> like, how do you make yourself matter to a system? You just make things difficult for the system. Right. Um, which I think is, I think is one of the craziest things about this movie is just like how, 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 how sort of, uh, how, um, how sort of humanity can be stripped of people that are put into a system, but also how human beings can strip the humanity from other people. Right. Um, it, it's very, very, very Brechtian, very, very Kafkaesque. Right. Um, and especially that last scene, I know when I first watched it, uh, like I was kind of texting you as I was watching the movie and when it happened, I was so mad at you. Um, if you want to go ahead and explain what happens at the end of the film. Yeah, so so uh, Blake ends up having a heart attack as he's waiting for his, his re-entrance into appeal and ends up dying in a bathroom in, like, one of the most, I think, probably realistic, human, and painful scenes in a movie. It's It's like, I'm getting, like, sort of, caught up with it it's a it's really really sad (laughs) like it's it's like awful because we're laughing but it's when i saw it for the first time i was like it was just an oh my god moment yeah because you're waiting him this whole time to just kind of like stick it to them and you know before he goes to the restroom his lawyer tells him you know like you're gonna win this case yeah um because like He's like, I do this every day and I can tell which cases win and which ones don't. And this one is 100%. You're going to get what you need. Yeah, you're going to knock it out of the park like this and that. Like, you're going to get what you need. And then, like, he goes to the rest five minutes later. Yeah. And and it's, it's incredibly, incredibly heartbreaking to watch a character go from being, like, so fucking close. Right, and that—that's the thing. It's just like it's—it's it's insane. Like how it really begs the question: How many people has this happened to? Like, mm-hmm. is this like is this not like because that 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 raises the question: Is like who killed him? Like, did the system kill mm-hmm. him because of its inability to sort of acknowledge that you had like a a person in pain, you had a person who needed help, and you instead sort of chose never to acknowledge that and instead forced him to you know enter this system and stress himself out a character that that had a heart attack previously Mm -hmm. 
uh, it, it just speaks to sort of like the inhumanity of this system that is created around helping other humans by other humans. Yeah. So like, where does well, humanity exit this system? Yeah. And I mean, you can, you can say like, he'd already had a heart attack once. Mm-hmm. It's not unlikely that it's going to happen again. And that the next one might kill him. Yeah. Um, but, and that could be like an easy sort of critique is, you know, like, Oh, well, this isn't really anyone's fault. But when you think about the fact that, you know, for a week, a little over a week or so, you know, he had no power in his home. He wasn't eating. And just the the stress of like having to go out and job hunt as opposed to just being able to stay home and get better. Um, he's dealing with all this nonsense, basically. Um, and so like, you know, you can make the argument that the system killed him. I think it's a little bit more like nuanced than that. But at the same time, it's just sort of so tragic, especially for a character that I grew to care for so much um, because I, like I've said in my reviews on this, on like letterbox, everyone knows a person like Daniel. Yeah. Uh, whether or not you're related to him, you know, it being like a father or a grandfather. Yeah, the, the reason I, I uncle, he's a father is because he's yeah. literally my fucking dad. Like, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but even if it's just someone that like even if it's, you've he's worked your with, uncle or he's your next door neighbor or he's someone right. you've worked with, like there's you know someone like him, like yeah, you know and it's him. someone that like after everything we've said, you know, you know he's probably a little problematic. Um, he's a little gruff. He's not very nice, but like you know he's a good person and he cares. Yeah, and then I just to it, see like I him think... end this way is just so depressing yeah Uh, i think that i think that they do a really good job of taking a character that you can sort of take or leave and show the humanity of him through his interactions with the kids through his interactions with katie through his interactions with his neighbors through just generally his his he he's an incredible character because he's a character that you go from sort of I know that a lot of people who watch this movie will go from sort of being like, he's okay, to being like really, really... uh... Like, I felt an immediate connection with him, obviously, because of my personal connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I know Daniel Blake, I live with Daniel Blake. Um, But I think that, that, that Loke does an incredible job of selling this character to people who might only tangentially know him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that really makes this movie so incredible is ha- how do you like essentially create and sell a character to people so much so that that, that ending ends up being going from being sad to being incredibly emotionally devastating because mm-hmm. that's what it wants to be like that's yeah that is that is what it wants to be I know for me it was it was it was just devastating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, and, it happens uh, so fucking fast. Yeah. And, and it's off screen. Like you don't see it happen. Uh, like he's in the bathroom and he's kind of washing his face and you can tell like he's not feeling well, but it's sort of like, you know, he's about to go to court. Yeah. You, know, you like, think he's stressed out. And but then it cuts out. and there's a guy running out of the bathroom saying someone needs to call 911. So there's someone in the bathroom and he's, you know, passed out. 
and you know katie is at the appeal with him as emotional support and seeing like her reaction i think was what really did it just because you know they had there's a moment you brought up earlier like katie gets into sex work and daniel confronts her about it he's like you know you don't need to do this like i'm here to help you yeah um and that's just sort of you know she tells him i can't do this like I can't have you like show me any more love. You need to go away. Yeah. Uh, but they eventually reconcile and she's there to help him. And then just to see like someone who became like a father figure for her um, and someone who like, you know, understood what she was going through and genuinely cared um, to like lo- probably her only friend in um, I think it's Newcastle that they live in. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Newcastle, you know, she, for her to lose him in such a tragic way, especially when it's like, they're finally going to get a victory. They're finally yeah. going to win. Um, is really emotional. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think that, uh, I think that, that also Loke does a really, really interesting thing because I know a lot of, a lot of modern filmmakers would have thought the need to include like a love plot. Um, mm-hmm. just cause that's one of those things that people like fucking consume and love is like, well, I, and it, it's, it's an easy way to attach yourself to a character. For sure. It is definitely a way to sell a character to people and like a way to be like, Oh man, there's relatability in this character. Yeah. But I agree. It is kind of cheap. Yeah. But the, the easy way out, he, he sort of seeks to like distinctly not do that, which mm-hmm. I think makes, ends up making, uh, Daniel and Katie so much more interesting and so much more human in that it, it literally like it, it's it, she was spending time with her dad <laughs> yeah basically um and when I said like show me love it's not like uh like a physical but it's just like him doing things for her or like him picking up the kids from school yeah, yeah. I mean that, that, there's like a meme going around right now about like uh mentioning to your dad that you like certain food and him like showing up to your fucking house with like boxes of that <laughs> yeah because of like how at times fathers are emotionally incognizant and incapable of expressing love to their children I know yeah. from first exactly <laughs> how that is like uh, my sister knows as well. Like if you mention to your, my dad that you like a certain fruit, he'll buy boxes of it. But if you tell him you love him, he won't know how to understand it. Um, yeah. So- and there's just something like so endearing about like that sort of behavior. It's um, just an old, it's, it's just old. It's just like it old is and emotionally and like I love my dad, but he's emotionally stunted. Like, well, he's of course. Guy. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. But I guess for me, it's just sort of like you can tell that he's trying. Yeah, he doesn't really know how else to show it. But oh, definitely, he doesn't know exactly how to show his emotions. But his emotions are there, and I think yeah. that's what makes him such an incredible character. Is like that he is, uh, he's so like he wants to love so bad, yet he's mm-hmm. so like he's just he doesn't know how to express it. And I think that that's what's, like, so fucking heartbreaking about this movie is, like, watching a character full of love, incapable of, like, breaking out of that, and then mm-hmm. fucking dying at the very end. Yeah, and 
I mean, like, you really start to see him, like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with, like, the kids. Because um, he loves those kids. Yeah. Like, uh, he has so much fun with him, with them. And it, it is just so, like, heartbreaking seeing him like that. Uh, and, like, the next scene is the last scene of the film where they're at the funeral. And, you know, there's, just, like, really no one there because, you know his wife has died. Yeah. Uh, most likely most of his work buddies don't know that he's died. Um, yeah. It's also just like, uh, I, you know, I go back to my, can't, dad. like, I love my dad, but he does not make friends at work. <laughs> yeah. But like, also it's like, he was too poor to have savings to pay for a funeral. So it's like a government, yeah, uh, a government funeral. Uh, subsidized funeral. And so like, it's just like, it's just really sad because it's like a person who was so loving and um, passionate um, and good hearted just like doesn't have like the people around him um, when he's gone. Yeah. Um, but oh man, this movie just makes me like so emotional because it's so sad. It is really, it's really heartbreaking. Like it is really heartbreaking. It is, I think, a movie that I think it, I think, it manages to get to your heart a lot quicker and in a lot less emotionally manipulative ways than some of than some movies. Like I mm-hmm. truly think that this is like a like excellent writing and excellent character development um, mm-hmm. because it's just so so realistic and so human. Yeah, and I think a lot of that shows in, like, the little things of the film. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's at the library, or uh, I guess it's the, uh, like, the computer cafe, trying to, like, use this computer. And, you know, he has to ask the people around him to help him. Yeah, he has to harass, like, a like a 19-year-old, like, Somali kid to help yeah. him. And it's, like, this, like, this college-age... Uh, yeah. It's- it's just so so fucking human like yeah it, it, and like the the girl that's there like studying for school he's like hey can you help me and she's just like i guess yeah um but like as opposed to like i i know like i, I talked about this with you after i first saw the film but like an american movie you'd see him like getting visibly angry with the computer but he's just sort of like you can tell he, there's just like nothing he just has no clue um and also, like, I think some of his, uh, like, Dave John's comedic background comes out because those are some of the funniest moments where they, they tell him to do things. And, like, his timing with his responses, yeah, it's, which aren't necessarily jokes, are just, like, absolutely hilarious. No, there's, some, there's definitely some humor in this film. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that helps to undercut the film mm-hmm. in regards to it. it that, that's the thing. When people say that this movie's bleak, when they say that it's, like, when then they say that it's like poverty porn and stuff like that, I always get like kind of you know I I, I don't I don't want to be one of those people who's like I I you know I you can't criticize my movies they're my movies <laughs> I own them, but I, I feel that it's so irresponsible to look at this film and not see that this is like a rep like a like a like a, a really like fucking human representation yeah, and- um because there's some there's some fucking jokes in this movie and there's some just like little bits in this movie that are just like you're just like god damn it like that's so just like it, it, it's 
you know, it's just like... Well, like, and that's the thing, is, like, just labeling it, like, bleak is unfair, because it's so human. Yeah. And I think people, like, say that it's bleak without realizing that humanity for a lot of people is bleak. Um, yeah, and, it's, definitely, it's definitely not, like, it, it's not easy. Like, this is not yeah. a movie that I think is... I, I think that I think that there's a lot of relatability to it, but I don't I don't expect like this is not necessarily like a a, a happy movie. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, but I think that th- I think that it is a movie that I think has a lot of internal humanity and internal beauty beauty, and I think in that way it is it is very very like happy and human. Um, mm-hmm. because it's not trying to, it's not trying to sell you like shit. It's not trying to tell you everything's great all the time. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's one of the things that, that sort of like gets on my nerves with, yeah. with films. It's like, not everything has to be happy. Not everything also, not everything has to be sad. Yeah. Well, like there's like a scene where, or like back in the computer cafe where like one of the clerks is telling him, you know, like you need to use the mouse to like move on the screen and he picks up the mouse and literally puts it on the computer screen. And you're like, in what world like would, would like a, a person do that? But it's also like you've used the computer with your grandparents before and you know that like they would do that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's his touch of, well, it's like, it's like, well, I think it's also him, I think trying to make a joke, but yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely Dave Johns having fun in regards to like him him attempting to sell the character as computer illiterate but it's also to an extent something that i know that my father would do like if, right. it's just it's just how things are explained to people and it, it, and it's not necessarily a question of like oh is he you know is he stupid or is he you know but it, it it's just like okay if you explain uh, you know this is what you use to move your cursor on screen yeah, if you have no <laughs> no guidance as to how like the modern computer mouse works in regards to non trackball mouses, um, or rather laser or whatever are they called like laser diode mouses or something. something I don't know. Like the, the modern mouse in regards to its like weird red glowing thing, um, mm-hmm. it it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't like if you like if you're if you're coming from a background of like reality in regards to like tangibility like everything mm. with carpenters is tangible it has to be built it's yeah. built with your two hands so how do how do like ma- make it make sense when you control something that is completely digital using an analog source in regards to the movements of the mouse mm-hmm. um but yeah so i think it i think it i think it does a great job like i think it i think it really sells his character as a, a genuine character rather than you know this idealized version of like what this figure would look like mm-hmm. yeah that's that's probably like the one thing that i would like take away to tell somebody is that this is a absolutely human movie yeah um it i i don't know if i've ever really watched a movie that made me feel um so like sort of surreal it's it's very human and when i say surreal i don't mean like in a weird way but in like a like god like this person's like my grandfather yeah it it Uh, feels like a documentary (laughs) that's that's 
like it feels like a documentary it feels like something that's based in reality yeah well it's like because for me like my connection to this it's my grandfather uh, mm. who was an electrician for like most of his life um and you know he can he can do all he up until recently uh he was doing everything you know he all the work on the house he would do it he would even come over uh to help us do work around the house because of his experience um and you know he's always trying to like just like show you little things Mm -hmm. um you know he's not a very emotional person you know you're like you tell him i love you and he's just sort of like yep and gives you a hug and like uh and that's just sort of like the way he is but you know that he cares for sure and um to sort of like that like so he's my connection to this and i see him like in a lot of ways um like my grandpa isn't computer illiterate he uses a computer like every day but you know he just recently had to upgrade his phone and they tried to give him like one of the new samsung's and he's like i just want to keep my old flip phone because like i don't want to he doesn't care to learn yeah how to use this phone because it's just not useful for him yeah that's that's Um, my dad he's like uh he he just got I can't remember, he, he just got the the new Pixel and he like mm-hmm. hates it. And yeah, I can't wait to go back to a flip phone. And I'm like, I'm like, you've been using like a non flip phone for years, Dad. And he's like, I still just don't know how it works. Yeah, um, and it's like with like my grandfather when he got his new phone, he was like, Can you like help me answer a phone call? And it's like. Yes, of course, but it is kind of funny, um, but it's also like kind of shows like how like that generation, you know, my grandfather and your and your father are not in the same generation, but like I guess the generation. Your grandfather? Um, he is seventy eight this year. Yeah, my dad um, is like about to turn, or he might be like in it. They might be like ten years apart, ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, so my, my dad's an older guy. So like it, mm-hmm. it, it, I definitely get what you're saying, but uh, yeah, he, he like, that's, it's just that generation, man. Yeah. And like, they just want things to be simple. And, um, and I think you miss a lot of like the nuance when talking to older people, because it's just sort of like, oh, you know, you just want everything to be the way it was. You don't want to change. And it's like, because like, they don't have any use for it. Yeah, just and it's just things that you've you've sort of like you've sort of grown out of uh, you've grown out of or like society no longer values. Uh, I think about the fucking Simpsons clip where it's like uh, I used to be with it and then they changed what it was. Right. right. <laughs> where it, it, yeah, that's what it is, man. It's like, you know, for for. For fucking 30 years records were the thing and now my, my parents don't know how to work spotify but <laughs> but if you asked me to set up set up a record player i'd be like fucking incapable of doing it yeah <laughs> yeah it's just like oh, it's interesting like that parallel but we're kind of like rambling at this point for sure i think <laughs> that, i think that when it gets down to it this is a movie i think most people should see i think that it'll, it'll yes. be a little emotionally difficult for some some people in regards to especially people that have lost loved ones recently um 
I, I def, or, or, you know, or people that are struggling with the idea of the mortality of their parents. I, I definitely think that, uh, I, I hard recommend this film. I think that yeah. it's an incredible film. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's, I've watched a lot of movies in the last few months and this is the one that I think about the most. Yeah. Um, it sticks with you. It, it really does. Yeah, it's extremely emotional, but like not in the traditional way. Um, it's really heartfelt. And if you, I mean, I agree. I think anybody should take the opportunity to watch this movie. Um, but like, don't necessarily think it's going to be a great time in a sense that you're going to feel good at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might not you might not walk out of it. You're not going to walk out of it with a smile, but you will walk out of it with an appreciation for the character. So, right. And I think I think with that uh I think with that recommendation we just leave you. Definitely watch this movie. Definitely watch. 100%. If you have the I know like once this whole pandemic thing is over, like I'm going to be showing this to like a bunch of my friends. Yeah. I, uh, I tried to get my sister to watch this and, uh, she like read that it was bleak online and was like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> Tell Sophia that I'm going to beat her up if she doesn't watch it. No, she'll, uh, she'll beat you up. She's, yeah, she probably would. <laughs> she's got like a foot on me. So she's, she's a tall lady. <laughs> tall lady. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, great movie. Uh, I, I'd probably give it like a nine, a nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't like. I, I think some of this. I think the uh, my big criticism is mainly that subplot with uh, with Katie, who does an incredible. Uh, Haley Squires plays Katie. She does an incredible job. Um, but but mainly, I just feel like it feels a little tropey. But mm-hmm. I know for you, this is like a hard ten out of ten. Yeah, it's for me like it kind of like um, with its emotional impact, it kind of just like surpasses any sort of like critique that i could have for the film. yeah for sure i think that there's definitely movies out there that that sort of i think that i think that it just takes one movie to hit you really hard to sort of make you realize like the power of film right uh and like you know i thought i'd felt that before um and i have in like a couple of instances but this one definitely no uh, it, it's really hard it, it breaks <laughs> it's a breaking yeah. it's a it's a movie that breaks you a little bit I think the last movie that like really I was like oh my god like I, I am this person or like I know this person was probably like eighth grade uh, yeah. by Bo Burnham yeah I was you know like seeing uh, Kayla I was like god like that was me in middle school yeah there's uh, a relatability was... to that, to that <laughs> I think which I think we I think we also would recommend eighth grade oh yeah definitely yeah. one I, of my I, favorite I... movies as well. It's a, it's a, it breaks you a little bit. I think that there's definitely movies out there that, that, um, sometimes they just, they just know what they're doing and they just do it mm-hmm. exceptionally well. 100, like 100%. Um, but other than that, I don't really think we have anything else for you. This was Andrew and Charlie on Camera Obscura.